This podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s, and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts, Galan, Joe, and I am John. And guys, I'm really excited about this episode today for two different reasons. What are your reasons? Reason number one is this is finally the Pete Delkus episode. Yeah, Finally. Yeah, WFAA weatherman Pete Delkus was nice enough to give us some time and talk about his experiences as a father. And I know we've, we've pr- promised that for a, a few different episodes, and, and finally it's here. So really excited about that. And for and the second reason I'm so excited, guys, is as you heard, Joe is back with I us. I am back. Back again. Welcome back, back Joe. <laughs> back again. <laughs> wow. Will the real Joe please stand up? Well, I will. And I am. And no, I mean, stand, up, stand up on your legs, not at attention. Oh, oh, sure. Two oh, trailer hey, park no. dads around the outside. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Something about Phil- I Philly tip- born and raised. I tip- <laughs> different song. Okay. Different yeah, that artist. was a different song. True. Different, yeah, that's true. At least we're not getting jiggy with it. Wow. Okay, you're just going through the catalog now. <laughs> I am. Don't be a man. Don't be a man. Don't be the men in black. Oh, he stole it from me. Okay. Or the wild, wild west. Front to back. So I decide. Hey, it's just the two of us. Then I'll let the Alpine play. L.A. face with an Oakland booty. What are we even doing? I don't know. Right Anyways, blades on the Impala. <laughs> Joe, Joe, why have you been gone, buddy? <laughs> why have you been Cle- gone? Clearly, I need to go back because I need to study more of Will Smith's catalog, apparently. Oh, no. no. We, oh, we jumped was... from Will Smith yeah, to, we were to 90s hip-hop rap or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I really need to go back and, know, yeah. and, and study. No. Um, so, I had a, another kiddo. So, nice. yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I had a son. Uh, his name is Bennett, and uh, we couldn't be more excited. So it was something that had been obviously in the works for nine months and wanted to share it, but wanted to wait until he was here and then do kind of a proper introduction. So, yeah, I'm a dad again. and Congratulations. Uh, thank you so three, much. Second time's a charm. Uh, sure. Or something. We'll say. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll it. say that. I um, mean, the, the other dads I talked to with two kids don't think so. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll good see. luck, buddy. But I want to thank uh, Elliot for being on the podcast last episode. Uh, thank you for taking the taking the headset for me, taking the mic, and uh, kind of trying to step in for me. I really appreciate it. And I think it was a really <laughs> good episode. Trying to. All right. Well, the, you know. Elliot, I mean, <laughs> thanks for that. You know, you, this is a heck of a shot. A that you, nice you tried try, to man. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Wah, honestly, wah. if you guys have not uh, mm-hmm. listened to that episode, go back and listen to it we talked about a lot of interesting things with yes. Elliot and him in the conversations I've had with him about fatherhood is one of the reasons I was so excited to do this with you guys when you asked me uh, to, to be a co-host on a podcast about dads because he's just had some uh, great insights when I've talked to him about it and, and so that was really cool well, he had a lot awesome. of good stuff yeah to add just being a dad of two daughters I thought that was a really cool perspective he could bring that I can't even bring. I have a son and a daughter. You have a daughter. You have no kids. Sorry. To just point that out again, <laughs> right. going around the table. But, but yeah, no, it's, I thought it was a really no, cool perspective. Take it as a, the positive you can take away from that is you don't have a kid you can screw up. I mean, yeah, and also if you look at it, guys, our hosts on average have one kid. That's all I'm saying. We they, could just talk yeah, about yeah, the average, average number of kids. Yeah, I mean, if you so. look around the table, you're just an average dad now. 
That's you know, right. Dad by effort. That's right. Works. No, it was it was great having someone on the show that had listened to the episode and can call me on my bullshit. Like when I've like, no, you've already talked about that, and he's shooting my wheels off already. That cracked me up. Cool. I, I yeah. stepped right in. I can't believe yeah, how how hard I laughed at that. I went, oh yeah, we'll totally have to have him back when when you're with us too. Oh, yeah, that'll absolutely. Be, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so guys, what have you been up to before we dive into our our Pete Delkis interview? Well, I think maybe what Joe's been up to is going to be a good portion of. <laughs> The next segment, or the Good segment point. after after Pete, but he can do other what he what other non sure. dead stuff. But it's uh, so I'll I'll uh, take the spotlight yeah, here, go guys, because right it's, it. it's never it. all about me. Um, it should be right now. So this is your time. No, buddy. so um, so we've, full we've, of course, <laughs> we've been um working on Ellie swimming and stuff, and she's actually gotten to where she does the like the underwater stroke above water. Oh, sure. So she can actually move okay. around and stay floating and everything because what we'll do is we go to my dad's and she has one of these bathing suits that has foam in the front and the back um, so mm-hmm. it helps to keep her afloat but she doesn't have floaty so she can move her arms and then basically we strip her down and she just she skinny dips she goes she swims naked that's but, weird um, but she's well, that's able. weird for two counts one that it's like okay it's naked time and then two that you pronounce it naked <laughs> <laughs> well I know it's naked but that is really the but the no no the whole thing point it's, 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 it's naked it's any KKID so it goes back to like the AOL like before memes and everything days and anyway same oh. thing why, why I say sandwich instead of sandwich saying that's like some sort of dial up meme Yes, it's a dial-up <laughs> meme. Okay. Hashtag dial-up meme. I don't know. Okay, um, but no. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's 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 cool. Like, like hashtag fudbud. Fudbud. For us dads, by us dads. <laughs> that, that may, does that replace be a better dad, or is it, is it a sister hashtag? Is it a sister wife hashtag. I don't know. Anyway, don't know. Um, so so it's we're we're on fire, guys. Um, no, she she jumps feel, off the. Feels so good to be back. She she's fearless about jumping off the diving board, which is really cool. Now part of it's because she has that the foam bathing suit and she doesn't doesn't go very far down. But you know the fact that she's not scared to do that, which she always used to have. I mean, now she's like, "Daddy, I don't need you anymore." Um, so we're doing that pretty much like once a week. Uh, we went over today uh, just because I wasn't feeling like swimming last Thursday. Um, there's that. I've been um, you know continuing the story I talked about that I've been writing. It's it's a really interesting process, like the creative the creative process of trying to write a story that's gonna feel like so many other stories. Because like when it comes to fantasy, it's really hard to write something original now or nowadays. Um, but sure. it, it's interesting, like when Ellie remembers it or she brings up a part or something that she likes. Like there's a there's a line where one of the characters calls the other character. He's like he because it's like a not like a hobbit, but it's even shorter, but it's like a little miniature person. And then they're, uh, Ellie uses the term quee. Like, she'll be like, you're such a quee quee. And it's just something that she made up as one of her four-year-old words or whatever. But I turned that into one of the race. And he's like, talks to the main character. And he's like, I'm down here, you big goof. And now Ellie's like, whatever, blah, 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 you big goof. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So that's cool. And then the the biggest thing I've been up to is um, here in, I don't know, three weeks or so, John and I, and John's brother Matt, who was on the uh, last segments of the last episode, are going to record some music. Um, and so I've been basically practicing the the parts that I'm not as familiar with that I've been playing for years um, to to prep for recording that. And um, you know, it's a, it's it's a, it's really cool to to take a song that's been that you've been playing for a while and be really excited to play it. Um, but yeah, like I'm with I have carpal tunnel and playing guitar for as long as I've as much as I've been playing lately um has been real real hectic on my or been real hell on my on my wrist and then lastly I followed John's thing to check out and bought that uh player unknown's battleground um oh, yeah. which is you know PUBG for short and 
holy crap, that game is addictive. I've uh, been playing way too much <laughs> and not being very good at it because I'm just not twitchy. I don't have the twitch that like younger gamers have. Yeah, we're too we're old men now. Yeah. So or, you know, it's like someone will be watching because you know if, if you die on a team, you spectate, and it's like, oh yeah, I see the guy, and I'm like, where, where's, where, and then I get shot. So yeah, needless, I've been I've been nerding it up and and doing things. Um, one of the cool things we should have a new version of the. Uh, the end music at the the episode or these episodes. Nice. So I'm redoing that song. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, it's been a very creative couple of weeks for me, uh, and it's always nice. fun because the more I'm creative and the more I do that, the the more interested Ellie gets in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I realized like I taught her, I, I showed her how to do a power chord on her hands, and her hands are way too small for even that mini like three quarter scale guitar. So it'll be a while before she plays guitar. So drums it is. <laughs> Just pray for my ears. That's all I ask. <laughs> so, Joe, we know one big thing that you've been up to, right? And we'll get into that, of course, more yep. after after we have our conversation with Pete. But sure, I don't know, man. What, have you had time for anything else? Or? Well, you know, it's so funny. Um, not up until this past week, actually. So, I am on parental leave right now, paternity leave. And I'm fortunate that my work gives me six weeks. So I just completed the third week of it. And um, the first two weeks, it was really a matter of just trying to get bearings. And we've, you know, I'll, I'll go into more of this, but it was a little, it was a lot different than Sylvie in, in several of the ways. One of the ways was it didn't feel like we were kind of in a fog the whole time. Um, but that still meant that, you know, having the toddler and having a baby, you kind of got to adjust to having two kids even though one of them is you know as immobile as a baby is but this week we actually uh so sylvia regularly goes to her daycare and stuff but we took her out early on this past wednesday and went to this uh pick your own blueberry farm and it's out like in east texas like two hours from here and we went with my mother-in-law and one of my sister-in-laws and uh we went out and it was great on the way there. We picked her up before her nap. So she slept in the car and then the uh, my son also slept in the car. And we were like, this is perfect. We went, we picked berries, we had a good time. We ate dinner there and we drove back. And on the way back, <laughs> my son's sleeping and Sylvie's reading or watching a movie. And then all of a sudden just decides she wants to stop watching the movie. And instead of like handing the phone back, she drops it in the door. And is like, I can't reach him. We're like, well, neither can we. And then she starts screaming and crying. And then she wakes up her brother. And then he starts crying. And then she starts crying over him. And then he starts crying over her. And so then, like, Amanda and I are just laughing because we're just like, this is ridiculous. This is utterly ridiculous. It sounds like they're competing to see who can cry louder. And so, you know, the way there was perfect and the way back was not so perfect. But, you know, that's just, I imagine like the prologue to having yeah that's just the kids. next 18 years or right. so for you buddy. well and also i imagine it's uh, if you were to ask people that have multiple kids that, that's probably the standard yeah par, par for the course yeah but uh picking the blue like sylvie loved picking the blueberries and you know the act of doing it and she loves the blueberries anyways and then you know i saw her picking like pick a couple blueberries and then eat a couple and it says like don't eat them until you pay for them but you know i keep trying to tell her and she's i see her like eating them and like putting them in there and so but she oh she had so much fun and it was it was a good bonding experience it was a good like family outing and Bennett was like Amanda had him wrapped up and so she was carrying him and it was a good like just kind of family bonding moment so that's really it other than that just nothing 
just trying to <laughs> keep my head on straight. Yeah, right on, right on. Well, guys, we are going to go now to our conversation we had with Pete Delkus. We were so happy to be able to talk to him. This guy is a multiple Emmy award-winning broadcaster and meteorologist, and he was so gracious with his time. And I, I know we all really enjoyed being yep. able to talk to him. <clears throat> this is one of the guys that uh, Del Hansen, after we talked to him, said, you've got to talk to this guy. Yep. And uh, they've done some on-air stuff where they've, they've talked about fatherhood also. So, which is, is pretty cool. But um, anyways, we're really excited for you to hear this, and I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. We'll be right back to um, after that to just discuss a few follow-up thoughts to that, and then we're going to dive into uh, this uh, awesome, peaceful last several weeks Joe's had <laughs> with a new infant. So what you're saying is this next segment has a 100% chance of d- Delcus. <laughs> yes, it does. Hashtag dad joke. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. Joining us now is multiple Emmy Award-winning meteorologist, former pro baseball player, and most importantly, father of two, Pete Delkis. If you're from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you'll recognize him from the, the 6 and 10 o'clock news on WFAA Channel 8. Pete, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. Happy yeah. to be here, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks I appreciate so much. it. And uh, we want to start out with uh, kind of an easy question. We like to ask all of our guests that are on the podcast, so what do you think makes a good dad? Gosh, that's a, uh, <clears throat> that's a, that's a good one. It's a loaded, uh, little bit of a loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, and it, you can go so many different directions. I think, you know, right. what's important to be, you know, I mean, love, I think you got to love your kids, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's. I think yeah. that's number one. Maybe that goes without saying. Um, Do you have to love them all the time? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I failed. Well, I love them all the time. Sometimes I just don't like them. Gotcha. Uh, but no, you know, uh, yeah, I think love is number one. Patience, you know, um, uh, listening to them for me that can be difficult listening um, you know I, I try not to lecture but I, I think that might be a struggle for a lot of parents but yeah I think love and patience and and uh, understanding and and doing what's best for them maybe not what's most convenient or what's easiest for parents uh, I, I, I know that that can be something you want to stay away from too so yeah I think probably those things are you know, that, that's interesting when we of course we talked to Dell Hansen uh, a bit a bit ago and he said the same thing about listening yeah that was one of the biggest things for him and, and I made the point then that as as parents as adults it's really hard to listen to sometimes our younger kids because you know like we don't give them credit for being able to listen and process things that we, we tell them and we talk at them so much not, yep. not to them we don't listen to them and so that that's a huge thing that's something that I've taken already and just in the, in the few weeks since that that conversation and I'm trying to because I have a four-year-old she'll be five in September and it can be really hard because sometimes she doesn't make any sense or she, she's trying to make <laughs> yeah. a point actually a lot of times she can't make sense yeah but, you know it's it's it that was very humbling as a parent to sit there and say I need to do this more often and if I start listening now then she know she will know I listen when she gets into her you know tweens and teen years and I think that's an important thing to do too yeah, it's funny. My wife and I, you know, we'll have a conversation with my daughter or my son, and and we'll we'll go back and we'll we'll have a conversation. You know, uh, we'll kind of recap the the kid part of it, and, and I'll, I'll say, you know, and she'll say, I'll say, well, what did the kid say when I left? And she'll say, you know, they're, you know, my daughter or my son will say, you know, and she'll say, you know, Pete, 
they just want you to listen to them. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So, you know, I'll listen and uh, see what they have to say. And, and, you know, many times they bring up stuff that's, okay, well, that's interesting, that's fair, that's valid. You know, I don't agree with you, but, uh, but you know, <laughs> right, no, but right. you know, sometimes it's like, okay. And you know, and that's fair, you know, they, they want to be heard too. And I think that's, that's good. And it's, you know, my daughter's 20 and my son's 17 now. Okay. So for them, they're becoming young adults. My daughter certainly is. Uh, and my son's not far away, even though he has that man voice. Still, <laughs> you know. But you know, I, they need to be heard and they need it. It's part of the process for them to grow up, to be heard too. So, right. right. You know. Now, I assume that your daughter's is she in college? Yeah, she's a uh, sophomore at Baylor. Okay, so yep. I'm, I'm sure that's probably an experience for you with the child leaving after years of, of being. Oh here. yeah, yeah. You know that's uh, that that was uh, that was difficult. Uh, you know, there's there's days though. You know, leading up to it, it's like uh, you know you're thinking, aren't you going to college yet? I mean, is it about <laughs> time for you to leave? And uh, and then you know when it actually happens, of course, you know you're it's it's all these mixed feelings and right. stuff, but. Uh, but you know you got to turn them loose and, and yeah. let them go, and they're going to make mistakes. I mean, I think of the stuff I did, and uh, none was illegal, at least not that I've ever been, you know, convicted. Of, so, <laughs> so there's there's that baseless rumors, yeah. baseless rumors. Right, 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 exactly. But it's you know part of the process of growing up. We all went through it. They're going to do the same right. thing. So. Yeah, right. I think it's uh, it's interesting when we had Dale on, he mentioned how difficult it is being in this career of being on TV, being on the news, being kind of a broadcast uh, career and how that can have kind of it can have a detrimental effect on family life. And he had mentioned how your you kind of were a good example of being able to kind of have it all, have the career and the family life. And so kind of just wanted to get your thoughts on how were you able to really balance that through the years? <clears throat> Gosh. Where do I start? Well, first of all, it's work. Yep. I mean, anything that's worth anything in life uh, takes a lot of work. Uh, you know, and I hear a lot of folks say, you know, it's really, the TV business is really hard to be a, to be a parent, a mom or a dad. And I think any business is hard. I, I think the reason that TV people say the TV business is so hard is because they're in the TV business. I don't. I don't necessarily <laughs> gotcha. think that the TV business is any more difficult. You know, every business. My brother's. My brother is a, a business guy, right? right. So he right. travels all over the country. I would say it may be more difficult for him to balance his work life because he has a hundred and some nights a year, he doesn't sleep in his own bed. Wow. So I would say I have plenty of neighbors that that travel and they're gone several nights a week. So I would say that it's more difficult for them to be the parent they want to be just due to the fact that they're gone. So so I uh, love Dale to death, but I don't necessarily think the TV business is any more difficult to be a parent than it is than any other business. That's number one. Number two, I think that it's hard. It's hard to be a parent, no matter, no matter what business you're in. Uh, but I think, as I started this with, you know, I think that anything in life that's worthwhile is tough. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, I don't think I've done anything unique uh, that many other parents haven't done. You know, I've just made it a priority. <clears throat> and to me, you know, my mom and dad were home every night um you know i grew up in a small town my dad worked for the city the town i grew up in my mom worked part-time in in the schools uh when i was a kid but my dad was there every night and it was a it was a conscious decision on their part to have less monetarily but to 
to be with the kids right. and to be home a lot. So for me personally, um, that's the formula that worked. I'm the oldest of three boys. You know, I mean, we did junk as kids, but we, we never, you know, we never really did anything. We were all three good kids. But for us, the formula that worked was mom and dad were there. And so mom and dad didn't have two new cars in this big fancy house, but we didn't know and we didn't care. Um, but people make decisions in life and that's fine. If you want two new cars in a big fancy house, then God bless you. But there's sacrifices that go with that. So for my wife and I, my wife has uh, chosen, and that was kind of a, an important part for us, we wanted to raise our kids just as we were raised. Again, there's multiple ways to success, but she's one of three, I'm one of three, and all six of us have turned out fine. We're all good citizens and stuff. Uh, we all have, you know, we've all been successful in our own fields, um, but we wanted to raise our kids the same way. Wanted mom home, and uh, you know, and I've made decisions to, you know, live and work in certain cities because I knew that living in those cities could accommodate my lifestyle that I wanted. And Dallas was a perfect fit for me because it allowed me the opportunity on nights that the weather isn't bad, I can go home and be with my son, be with my daughter. And so, you know, I think everybody makes choices. But I do think that I don't believe that the TV business is any more difficult than any other business when raising kids. Uh, and I do believe that people have choices to make in life. And, um, you know, you kind of reap what you sow. You know, it's that kind of brings me to one of the questions that I had for you. Um, and, and I saw that there was a, a story recently on, on WFAA that, them about forerunners and in one of those you mm -hmm. were asked when I think one of the kids asked you about you know being there for other families during times of weather and I, and if I recall correctly you said it's it's a responsibility um, and in doing that I mean how did you reconcile with your kids that you were going to be at the studio covering the weather for thousands of families at night did, did it, I guess did having your wife at home make that easier to do was it that, did yeah it did and which, uh which you by know, the way thank you no, for you're doing welcome, that you're because welcome. like <laughs> yes no yeah. i you know i mean you know you know every job has demands right and i it doesn't matter where you work i mean dad or mom uh but since this is fatherhood dad's going to be away at work and yeah. dad's not always going to be there right. you know for the kids so for me personally, that's my kids don't know any different. When there's thunderstorms, dad's at work. That's what dad does. <laughs> it's just yeah. uh, on it's a, when it's a sunny, clear day, dad's going to be home for dinner. Um, and so you know, my kids don't really know. They don't really know any different. <laughs> right. So for us, that's just kind of how life works. I mean, dad's got responsibilities, and he does them. And other times, he's around. Now, have either of your children shown interest in meteorology or the weather? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or the TV business. I, uh, that's like most no. dads say that when yeah. we ask them. They're yeah. like, oh, I don't hope they don't follow in my footsteps. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my dad worked for the he, my dad worked for the street department of the town I grew up in, and he was adamant that that myself and my brothers we went to college because he did not want us to do that, and so. Um, we just, you know, I went to college and got my degree in television radio. And, and so for me, my daughter wants to, she's at Baylor and she's in the music program and she wants to be a music minister. And I think that's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, and she, yes, she did not get my voice. She got my wife's voice. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and thank goodness and her musical talent. But, uh, and my son wants to, um, 
he wants to get into business. He wants to be a business guy. He wants to go get a finance degree and then get a law degree, not necessarily practice law, but he wants to have that as a background. And so, you know, our kids uh, have decided to do other stuff. And I have not steered them away from right. from anything uh, or steered them to anything. Um, just like my parents did with us, I want them to pursue their passion. But thankfully, it's not television. <laughs> and it's a fun job. I absolutely love what I do. But right. that's that's my my deal, and you know, I want them to pursue theirs. Yeah, no, it's that's that's a that's really awesome. It's I, I think it's interesting because you know, like as John said, you know, as often as parents were like, "Don't do what we do," but yeah, that, that, yeah that that's reality for them. That they see us do that, they see our passion, and sometimes our frustration with it, depending on what the career is. Um, so it's yeah, I think it's great when I hear about parents, whether they're meteorologists or teachers or whatever it is, basically just let their kids find their passion. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's important. Hearing that, yeah. so that that's good to hear. What What would you say? Looking back over your experience as a father so far, what do you think your biggest challenge has been raising your kids? Gosh, my biggest challenge. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think one of my, my biggest challenges, probably my biggest challenge, my daughter has anxiety. Okay. okay? And I don't, I don't, I, I didn't know it. Uh, and so my my biggest challenge, and, and I don't know if it's a regret because I think, you know, I didn't consciously ignore it. I just didn't know she had it. Uh, once I once I knew she had it, then it was easier for me to accept. But she had she has anxiety, and according to my doctor, um, you know, many people do. Some some people it just hasn't reared its ugly head yet. Uh, and everybody has it with different different things that can trigger it. But it, I guess it was a lack of understanding as to why she was maybe stressed. Uh, and so I, I, I hate it that I didn't know that earlier. Once I did, I think my patience level uh, got a lot better. Uh, prior to that, you know, not it's like, what is wrong? What's wrong with her? Why is she so, why is she nervous? Why is she that? And, you know, you try to, uh, so yeah, I, I think a regret that I had is, is you know, n- number one, kids are going through a lot different stuff today than, than, you know, I'm 50 years old. So kids are going through a lot different things today than, you know, 40 years ago when I was 10 or 35 years ago when I was 15. And I think it's just understanding the, the, the nuances and the differences in our world today. Um, I wish I would have taken more time to maybe uh, looked into that, but I just didn't know. Yeah. You know. I didn't know what I didn't know, right? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's no real manual. No, there's no. not. <laughs> there's not at all. No, not at all. So uh, as we kind of draw towards the end of our time with you, I know that, as I mentioned, there was a, an episode or a featurette on the on the news the other, the other night uh, about Forerunners. Is, besides your featuring that, are there any other um, organizations or, or things around children that, that you're behind or that, that you're passionate about? No, I, you know, nothing, nothing specific, but, but in general, I, I think Forerunner and, and the, 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 these mentor programs are fantastic. I think the boys club, the girls club are outstanding. I, I think, you know, um, there's so many programs in, in our, our churches, I think that, that are important. And I think, uh, you know, uh, folks need to be involved in, in their, their church, especially a church that's, that's involved in the community. I go to Parkway Hills Baptist in Plano, West Plano. 
and our church, our pastor is just retiring, Sam Dennis is his name, and, and, and we're, our new pastor has the same passion for uh, the community that Sam has, and, and our church is so community-oriented, and they're so oriented in and focused on helping kids in the in that the community. No, that's good. Uh, and I think that that you know you get connected with your church, you get connected with a church that's passionate about the community, uh, the the community at, at the greater community, not just the, the little bitty tiny church community, the <laughs> right. folks that show up on Sunday. Right. But right. but 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 reaching out because that's what it's really about. But I think then there's so many different ways for people to have an outreach program and an impact on. On, on young people, uh, boys and girls, that I think uh, that truly can make a difference. And if, and if, in you know, if there's, if for everyone, you know, for everybody, if everybody would just try to make that difference in a kid's life, having an impact, I man, think of what a better place our world would be. You know? No, yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. And, and then uh, finally, it, I mean, we, we've there are some nuggets throughout this entire time with you. Um, is there any specific advice that you would give to fathers or parents in general um, outside of, you know, being what makes a good dad or, um, you know, trying to understand your kids? Is there, are there anything that, that you're just like, man, if I could pass on, if I could pass on this bit of wisdom to the next parent for them to pass on and, and, and ingest? Is there anything like that that you would, you would give to parents? Yeah, I think, you know, the two things that I kind of look back on and that I'm trying to do a much better job right now is patience. I'm not the most patient guy. The older I get, the more patient I get. But uh, but but I think you know patience, um, and, uh, and and then listening to the kids. Right. And the thing that I'm really learning now that my daughter's 20 and she's off to school. My son's just finishing his junior year. He he has one more year at home before he goes to college. You know, and and it's what our parents told us. Oh my gosh, it goes so fast. You know, I sound like my dad now. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, but, it does, but it yeah. does go fast. Yes. And so, in, I, I look back when they were, you know, your daughter's four, getting ready to turn five, right? right? Right. So I look back now, and I think, and I see pictures of my daughter. And I'm like, and this is this is our parents coming out. I'm like, I wish I would have taken more time then. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so take the time now, you know. And right. I'm I'm doing that now. And I have moments, you know. People are like, what, what's your work schedule? I'm like, whenever I'm awake. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, a Saturday, if it's a Saturday or Sunday, but there's plenty of Sundays. I try to catch up on emails right. on Sundays at home, Sunday evenings. And so my son walked into my office last Sunday and, and he wanted to talk. And I was in the middle of an email. It was a pretty lengthy one. And I thought, you know, forget it. I'll come back to this later. And I, I didn't get to it till the next day, but you know what, who cares? We yeah. sat down and we talked baseball and sports for half an hour it was awesome and I thought you know what 10 years ago maybe I wouldn't have done that right but does it you know who cares if I took an extra 12 hours to get back to that person but it was more important that I have that time with my son so so I think the patience I think the letting listening to them and taking the time today because you know today's all we have right you know, it really is promise Absolutely. tomorrow well, yeah, this has been awesome. I want to thank you for, for oh, being welcome. so gracious with yes. your time and coming you're on more here than and welcome. talking to us about your experiences with uh, being a dad. You're more than welcome. Thank, thank you, so you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. So we are back. Uh, guys, I just wanted, before we before we uh, move on here, I was hoping we could take a few minutes to reflect on that conversation yeah. with Pete, because uh, he, 
I don't know, man. It was jam packed with with little bits of wisdom that I yep. really loved. Yep. And uh, Galan, I know what, what you brought up was a uh, or really, I guess Joe. Actually, we were we were talking off mic, and, and you mentioned pretty much the first thing he talked right. about when yeah. we we threw our hardball question, <laughs> no, softball question at him or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, but I will say it's like that. To just interrupt your thought process. Yeah. It's like you know. So we start out a lot of these questions of what do you think makes a good dad. And it is a softball question, but at the same time, no, it is, it's, it's it's not it's, really. We're but it's such joking. a hard, yeah. But it's such a that's a right. hard question. To it's answer. like it seems. It's like a, it, it seems like, in it's like a deceptively hard question, I guess. Or yeah, it, or it seems decept- like it's an easy question, but it's yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Well, crap, like like oh, of course, this is what makes a good dad. And then you stop and you think about it, and you're like, well, there's, well, a, there's a million things. Yeah, it's like which one do I want to focus on? So yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to because we've we've asked several dads that now, and we we do get. Um, some slight, you know, you get some yeah. different answers. Yeah. Some people they'll, they'll kind of mention, well, of course, this and this and this. Right. But it's it's an interesting lens, sort of, to look through to see what maybe they valued in their experience as of well, fatherhood. You know? yep. Well, and, and I like when we get it from the dads that have older kids that are grown, or like adult kids that are in their thirties or whatever. You know, yeah. so it's like yep. it, it's a very very different perspective than dads like Joe and I, who right. whose kids aren't even in school yet. You know. Right. It's, it's interesting. So to steal your thunder a little bit, Joe. But sure. So, no, so basically, you know, to, to reset, you know, Pete gave a, a particular answer, and I, th- I think that's that's what stuck with Joe the most. So I'll give the spotlight to Joe instead of hawking it. Yeah. No. So <laughs> the thing that really stood out to me was when he said, you know, it has to start with love. You have to approach what, you know, anything worth doing as far as being a dad, you have to know that you love them unconditionally and, and you approach, you know, all your decisions from that base and then you know it it was interesting he was talking about that that kind of going along with that that any kind of any job or any profession that you have is going to be difficult and have its own challenges um in its own way and what it's up to you the dad to make it work because it's going to be difficult and everything can seem like it's not going to work being a dad being around what have you but you have to be the one to make the choices to make the time to to put yourself in those positions to succeed as a dad and, and be there for your kids unless you choose not to be for whatever reason like pete said about it, like if you want the new new house and the four expensive new cars every time or whatever right, then that, right. that's a different decision that's fine but you know there's like he said there's sacrifices that go along with that well and so that that brings me to the thing that stuck out with me is and, and it goes back to something that elliot talked about in the last episode with with business travel mm-hmm. and you know, Pete's on two times a night, you know, five days a week, and then even more so when he's when there's inclement weather here in the DFW area. Um, six, right? Didn't he say six days? Or was he six? I didn't. Maybe I don't know if he. I don't watch. Six. All right. Anyways. Anyway, but yeah, so he's on. He but he's on six and ten anytime that there's right. inclement weather. He's he's there at the station sometimes for hours. Um, we went in with Elliot talking about business travel, and it's like as as dads and and, and more so even as parents because I know we have moms that listen too. It's it's our job as parents to make the time for our kids and to be there for our kids. And being there doesn't necessarily mean dominating their time. As I was saying, you know, off mic, you know, if, if Teresa and, and Ellie are doing something, I'm not going to go in and be like, spend time with me. It's, right. it's my turn. It's daddy's turn because that's that's the last thing I want to do. I don't want to take her away from her mom and what they're doing. But the fact that I'm there, if she wants to come up and be like, daddy, I want to play Legos or I want to color or I want to play Minecraft, it's it's. I'm there to do that, and and I'm sure there's an explanation, but it's something that I can't wrap my mind around that there are parents out there 
that don't want to do that, that right. want to actively avoid um, spending time with their kids. Because there was a bonus segment we did on Patreon for episode three, I think, where yeah. John brought up an article where it was like 12 reasons that dads don't want to spend time with their kids. And it's just, we, we made it a bonus segment because it's something that Joe and I simply can't relate to in yeah. the way that we father and the way that we parent our kids. And it's, I mean, kids don't write letters to be born. But it's, it, it, but kids are a blessing, um, especially when you plan them out and you're able to plan as much as you can for this crazy journey that we're on. But the fact that there's dads and moms out there, there's parents out there that don't appreciate their kids. Um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Basically, are are bitter that they have kids. Like they hold yeah. it against them. Yeah, like they like, resent them. Yeah, resent. That's the word. It's like they resent the fact they're okay. parents, and it's like. It's something my grandmother always said. It's like kids don't write letters to be born. And, yep. you know, it, it's just it's the fact that he, that Pete is, is able to make time for his kids. He goes home to have dinner whenever, you know, every chance that he gets. And it's he's made time and been such an influence on his kids as they've grown. You know, that that's what stuck with me is the fact that he could and he does everything he can to make that happen. In addition to making time for his wife, too, and. His, his entire family because it's making time for your wife your family and your kids are all three very very different things mm-hmm. um and they're three different balls to juggle in amongst everything else friends work and everything like that so that's what stuck with me yeah right right on there were that that actually reminded me of, of another kind of thing he he touched on which were, where he was talking about he, you know he had had time um the, the previous week or whatever just to talk to his son about baseball one night and, mm-hmm. and he always talks to his wife specifically after he's kind of left the conversation to see like what they say about like him as a dad and and she's always like look they just want you to listen to them right. that I thought was interesting it kind of echoes yeah. what Dell told yeah, us too yeah. about his daughter's best memory of of him was a night that was just all about her him right. listening to her and uh I thought I thought that's that was a pretty profound lesson you know echoed again by by Pete and his experience um and then finally I guess the thing and, and this is something that, that scared me because it was a thought I hadn't I hadn't had until we talked to him um and I wonder how many dads struggle or, or you know parents in general but specifically this is detox so how many <laughs> in case you guys didn't know yeah. uh, we do a podcast for dads Whoa. um yeah, <laughs> that's groundbreaking. I like to derail myself, but I digress. Um, I wonder how many dads live with guilt or re- regret um, for not knowing that their kids are struggling with something that they couldn't possibly have known about. Right. When when he shared with us, you know, his his daughter um, had. Is, has struggled with anxiety right. issues, and for a long time he didn't even know about it. Right, um, and that that just strikes me as, man, that's that's a little bit of a terrifying, yeah, like thought because I know, as, yeah, I know from my own personal experience <laughs> as a parent now, but I, I just know that like if if you care about someone, you want to be there, you want to be able to support them, you want to help them in times when when they're struggling with something, and to not even know that they may be going through that as a parent has to be you know excruciating yeah. once once you find out about it yeah yeah absolutely it, it's one of, yeah. one of one of the things you just you mentioned just now that's like 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 listening whatever and, and it's like put yourself in your shoes when you first when you were first dating your spouse or your significant other or whoever or someone that you have dated and think about how we feel when we get their undivided attention for the first, you know, for those first days, the first, second day, the first year, whatever. And it's like you're the fact that you have 
they are looking they're you're hanging on their every word and, and their or you know whatever well imagine the mind of a two-year-old or a five-year-old or an eight-year-old where it's like you are their entire world and they can't wait to see you and they can't wait for that undivided attention that you give them and it's it, you know it's things like that every time we talk to somebody i get a, a different impression and that's that's something else that's just yeah i think yep yeah, man. Interesting conversation. Uh, Pete, we really uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and I hope we get to talk to you again in the future. You, you had a lot to share with us, and, and we just wanted to say thank you. Um, so shifting gears here a little bit, let's let's move on, and, and uh, let's talk about some fat dadding. <laughs> uh, Joe, you've had your hands full as of late. Yes, I have. It, um, man, it's, uh, it's crazy. So I will say... You know, I'm approaching this, and um, my wife reminded me of this, so that way I wouldn't slip up. But full disclosure, I have two kids. One of them is pretty immobile right now. So a lot of what I'm saying is taken from the perspective of someone with a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a three-week-old. So in a couple of years, my perspectives might change on having two kids when I have a four-and-a-half-year-old <laughs> and a two-year-old. But we'll uh, we'll see. But I just when I think about two years down the road and I think about basically having like Ellie and Sylvie in my house all the time. You mean Ben and Ben and Sylvie? No, no, no. I mean like, oh, like oh, cause okay. Ellie, Oh, okay, or, okay. well, yeah. Cause Ellie's, you know, like four and a half and, and Sylvie is, you know, yeah, okay. two, two and a half. It's like, you have those, those age ranges and like they play together and Ellie, I see Ellie and Sylvie play together. And they play together great because they're friends, but I'm like, if they were siblings, like when oh, okay. would they like start bickering sense. and fighting or like, you know? And so I just am like that whirlwind of energy all the time. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It was funny. Um, just kind of shifting gears and thinking about like, uh, Galan, uh, came over uh, with his family and we watched the new beauty and the beast and like Sylvie and Ellie played together. And then when the movie started, Ellie like got a pillow down and got a blanket and wanted to lay on the floor. And Sylvie just like watched everything Ellie did and copied everything. And so it's going to be really <laughs> funny to see like Bennett copy Sylvie in the same ways, but no, the actual process of having another kid again, it's <laughs> started with yeah. no, no, <laughs> the way life began. No, <laughs> So one night, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one night you decided to get down. Daddy had had a little too much to drink. So Mom was feeling bored. Will Smith's getting jiggy with it was on. No. Oh, God. That's really no. horrible. Can I cut that out? No, no. we're leaving that in. Yeah. yeah, so you say. Right. <laughs> You're the one editing. Yeah. No, but it's, um, it, you know, it's, it's interesting in that even though it's been two and a half years, how much I feel like I have already forgotten about having a newborn and the process of, you know, this is the way you hold, this is the way you swaddle. Although my son doesn't really like to be swaddled right now. So he hasn't actually been swaddled. I will say for the record, you know, I'm a knock on wood right now, but he's been a pretty chill baby compared to his sister. Um, you know, I mean, that could have just been because he's brand new, brand new. And all he's really doing is sleeping and eating. That's about it. Mm. You know, and pooping, you know, but uh, <laughs> does that too, right? But you uh, know, the, just so you know, you're sitting across the table from someone who is evidence that that doesn't change, right? He <laughs> <laughs> oh, could still be doing that at age 38. Hashtag yeah, baby John. There, <laughs> there are some great stories that John has. Oh man! But it's you know, it's just funny. It's it's really cool because it's it's a new. It, it's like that wave of newness and excitement that I got when Sylvie was born 
is back again. And it's, you know, seeing him be born, it's just, I, I can't just describe how amazing it feels. And there's real, there's no way you can feel it. If you're a dad or you've been there and you've seen a birth, like you get it. Um, but it's, but I will say it is tempered in the same way. It's like when I had Sylvie, I, there's, I feel like there's this, um, shift. There's like, you're not a parent. And then a switch flips in your head and you start approaching every perspective or every decision from the perspective of being a parent and what that means and, and different things that are more important to you. Um, and so that switch doesn't get switched when you have, or doesn't change when you have another kid, it's already there, but, but you just, I think it's reinforced. I think that's what happened to me is it's just kind of more, you know, now I don't have just one kid. Now I have two kids. I've got like a pack, you know, I've got, I've got the Shaw clan. <laughs> so, a clan. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, I, I guess if you don't mind me asking sure. or, or bringing it up and if you can, then, then I will make sure to edit it out. Yeah, but, uh, you're fine. but, uh, back to how she yeah. how <laughs> was conceived. Yeah. That, <laughs> that fateful night. What? So it was, you had, there were two different situations for the birth mm-hmm. for the, for Sylvie's birth, birth sure, versus yeah. Bennett's birth. And, right. and for Bennett's birth, you guys went to a birthing center. Yes, that's correct. So do you want to talk about that a little sure. bit and the, that, that experience versus the hospital experience? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so, uh, I'll start out by saying everybody has their own opinions on where babies should be born and they have very strong opinions one way or the other. So the way that we were, I generally think the vagina or by C-section. Well, you would be surprised. I hear storks are very in this year. Oh, so. okay. All right, all right. Or butt babies. Oh, butt babies. All right. <laughs> Hashtag butt babies. <laughs> waiting for it. Dropping the kids off in the pool. You oh know, that, 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 that figure of speech takes on a whole new meaning. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'm done. Okay. I'm out. Uh, no, so when, when we, you know, we're going to have Sylvie, it was no question to us to go to the hospital. That's what you do. That's what we'd heard. You know, we didn't do much research beyond that. It was, you just go to the hospital and we didn't have a bad experience. Um, it was, you know, uh, Amanda was a pastor due date by a week and the OB said, you know, let's just go ahead and induce. We'll start labor, you know, we'll have you come in. So what that means for those that don't know for inducing labor is, um, you come in the night before and they hook you up to an IV and a monitor and all this stuff. And then they give you some drugs that is going to kind of get your body ready to start labor in the morning. And they give you uh, this drug called Pitocin that starts artificial contractions, which starts your body kind of. It's like your yeah. body's, Oh, we're doing this now. Yeah. And so it's like kind of, <laughs> for, it's kind of forcing your body yeah. to do that. Um, which is fine. The, I will say some of the, the, I guess if you want to look at the, the cause and effects of that is because you are, you know, maybe say your body is, is not going to labor yet because it's not ready to for whatever reasons. If you start chemically, you know, starting the body with doing these contractions and starting down this road, you could end up with an autumn, like with a C-section because your body is like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. Hmm. And so once you get to the hospital, you're on kind of it's their schedule. You're on their timetable. And if they're like, you're not, you know, this far close to having your baby at this time, we're going to move on to this drug or this thing or try this. And if you get so far and it's been too long, then we're going to do C-section because we can't have you in labor for this long. Um, from like a medical standpoint, because they've already done all these steps. And if you are still there and it's being drug out, there could be real complications and health problems for the baby and the mom. So it, it's, it's almost a, it doesn't happen all the time. It didn't happen with Sylvie. Um, there was no C-section involved, but, um, but it was still like, Hey, we've done this. We've given you these drugs. You still haven't progressed. We need to give you more of this drug. 
And then, you know, the pain was intense because contractions, your body is made to kind of ride the wave of contractions, as they say. And so when you have something like Pitocin, which is making your body do the contractions, it's hard for you to kind of ride that wave. So most women, I know my wife had got an epidural to kind of ease the pain because you don't feel yourself from the, the waist down. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could use I could use those <laughs> occasionally uh, every every night when I go to sleep. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just I have an epidural, so I can be dead from the waist. Oh wait, I already am. So never mind. Can you put this drug directly into my spine and then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just give me a drip. I just direct that into my privates. Right. That's how we don't have. That's how we're not having another kid. Just like forget <laughs> forget a vasectomy. I just have an epidural <laughs> every. <laughs> one makes so much sense, and one makes so much fun. Oh man, makes so much fun. Wow. But uh, but no, and so it was fine, and Sylvie was born, and things were good. But when we were having this conversation about having another kid, you know, we started looking at birth centers and alternative means of having a kid because in the hospital, you typically have to stay two or three days because they want to monitor you, they want to make sure everything's okay. But then they're they're always doing all these checks and tests, and you're not getting any real rest, and you're not. You know, it just felt like there was a lot of, and I don't need to get into full details about that. I can at a later date, but it just feels like there's a lot of that the hospital does because of regulations to cover their ass and, and really to take care of you. They do a lot of checks and tests and, and maybe medicinal procedures that are not as necessary for everybody as they would lead you to believe. And so we, you know, Amanda is a, you know, healthy woman, no, no problems, no problems with the first birth. And so we went and we talked to her OB and of course the OB is not going to be like, yeah, go to a birthing center. Yeah. Do, do a midwife. Don't use me. But she did say, if anybody is a candidate for a birthing center, you are. Oh, that's cool. So we found this wonderful, uh, you know, uh, birthing center. I will give them a shout out. Gentle beginnings. They were fantastic. And is that like a main event? Laser tag and bowling and video games. And yeah, stuff? yeah. So the, it's one of the rooms. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. it's that, that's the extra charge. They repurpose the laser tag. No. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you get one of those uh, armbands? Do you guys pay the extra to get the armbands you, so she can have two drinks also? It's great. You know, you you. But she can't do it until after he's born. So <laughs> yeah, okay, got you. <laughs> get it down him real quick. No, <laughs> get your mice. Away. No, but um. It was fantastic, and our, our uh, midwife, Michelle, was just perfect. So when we went, the whole reason that people choose to do this is because you don't start labor until your body is like, we're doing this, and you also, you know, your appointments are not just, you wait forever, and then you see the OB for like five minutes, and they're like, is anything wrong? No? Okay, you're fine. But the midwife is like, what are you doing? What are you doing in your daily life? What are you eating? What exercises are you doing? How are you feeling? Let's check you out. Let's talk about your emotional well-being as well as your physical well-being. So it really gets you in the best possible place for birth like weeks and months before you even start. So you kind of feel very lined up and ready to go. And it's it's a lot of, you know, one aspect of birth is, is mental and you really got to be in the right frame of mind to be able to to do it well. And so we just felt like we were valued and that we had this bond and connection with our birth team because there was a midwife and our birthing assistant. And we really just felt like this is where we needed to be. And, you know, Amanda felt good. And anytime like any little thing or question would come up, we would just text her and she'd be like, okay, what's going on? What are, what's happening? What are the signs? Do this, take this supplement or try this exercise or try it in this way. And it worked. And it wasn't like we have to wait for our appointment mm. and maybe like maybe try some stuff, maybe not. It felt like you had instant connection. 
And then it also, the biggest frustration we have at the hospital was Amanda had uh, what's called prodermal labor, which means it's like labor. I won't say it's false labor, but it's like you're doing these early labor contractions for a very long time, days before you actually go into labor. And she did that. And we didn't go to the hospital because they kept start, stopping and starting. And we didn't go to the hospital because we went, knew as soon as we went to the hospital, we'd be on the clock and we didn't want to do a C-section. And so it's like you're playing a mind game with the, the hospital. But with the birth, you know, we're like, this is what's happening. And she's like, it's not labor. Like, you know, if that was the same situation, you'd be like, it's not labor. Do this. Try this. Get in the tub. Get a hot bath. Try this, you know, stretch. Try this thing and see how that works. And so it feels like you don't have to hide anything from the people that are helping you deliver the baby. So you don't have that mental kind of stumbling block, I guess. So we went, that was kind of a long reason why we chose to do the birth center over a hospital. That's interesting. No, but no, not, but not every birthing center is like that. We did actually tour a couple others and we went, we don't feel right about this for a variety of reasons. And we'd rather do the hospital than this. So it really has to all line up, you know, one size does not fit all. Yeah, is what you I'll know, say. It, that's interesting because, and this is, I guess, kind of my cynical old, old man at, at almost 39 or whatever. But, you know, the idea of a birthing center, center <laughs> birthing center prior to that was basically very much like, oh, that's just a stupid new age. Yeah. That's a hippie kind of, that's a millennial thing. They blah, probably blah, give blah. babies those little amber necklaces yeah. and magnets yeah, I wouldn't for notice, their faces I wouldn't about that. Or, but, you know, through your journey of hearing you talk about it and then after he was born and hearing you convey the experience, it, it's real eye-opening. And that was one of the big reasons I wanted to talk about it, if you, sure. if you were comfortable, is your experience helped open, like pull the curtains back sure. for that to show me it's, you know, that it, it, just because it's not traditional yeah, doesn't mean that it's, you know, wrong or bad or whatever. It, it sounds like it's, it's for the right couple. And if you find the right place, yep. it's a good experience. Yep. And it's interesting that you bring up all this stuff at the hospital and the 40 different tests they run. And it's like, man, they're billing you for everything. Yeah. And the fact is they don't hesitate to do it because they're like, well, insurance is going to pay for it. Yeah. And we've got it here, so why not use it? Yeah. But the birthing center, they're like, you know, they do have stuff to take care of you. Right. But their thing is like, we're not going to jump to that because we don't need to. Right. And maybe we don't have it. You know, maybe it's the thought that like, I don't have it, so I'm not going to use that. Let me right. try something else instead. But um, I'll give a perfect example. It's not my birthing story. Um, this is somebody else's I know. But um, uh, I might get this wrong. So full disclosure. Um, but <laughs> let's just go with it. Just be confident. <laughs> right. No. But um, I might not get all the details right, I'll say. But this woman had twins. She had two Two baby. That's what twins means. Everybody, two babies. <laughs> For those that don't know, hashtag twins are two babies. Twins are two babies. I but, love it. No, she was uh. at the birthing center, um, the same birthing center, and uh, the first baby came out, you know, face down, right way. Everything was great. Second baby starts to come out, and um, if I recall, it was breach. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it was not breach. It was um, it was coming out. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was coming out and it looked, it was suffocating. Like you oh, could wow. see the baby was suffocating. That's what it was. Uh -huh. Another story was the baby was breached, but they kept flipping the baby, flipping the baby, flipping the baby. And instead of a hospital where they'd be like, well, your baby's breached, we got scheduled a C section. This midwife flipped the baby and was able to keep flipping it until it delivered head down naturally. That's a different story. No, it's like the Tetris where you just keep hitting the button to rotate. Exactly. It goes exactly. the right way. Exactly. Okay, awesome. I understand now. But, <laughs> but with this baby, so the, they saw that like the other baby was coming out and it was suffocating. Mm -hmm. And whereas a hospital might go, oh, no. 
you know, shit, we're going to, we're going to lose the baby. We need to, we need to hurry up. We need a C-section. We need to do everything we can to get it. The midwife didn't lose her composure, said, all right, I need you to, you know, push really quickly right now. Cause we got to get the baby out so I can unwrap the cord so the baby yeah. doesn't suffocate. So she did baby came out, she unwrapped the cord, baby was fine. And that was like instant thinking because the midwives have to always be thinking of like, what, it, what am I going to do if I see this? How am I going to do it? So it's still a natural birth. In this way. Life pro tip. If your doctor says shit at any point in the <laughs> <laughs> procedure, you're probably in trouble. Maybe just, use a different doctor yeah, next time. just want to point that out. They say shit and they grab a knife. It's like, whoa, hey now. <laughs> um, scalpel. Yeah. I don't know. If, 24 if that... cc's of methamphetamine. <laughs> methamphetamine? Did you just say meth? I don't know. I was trying to, no, I I was like to graze anatomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked it. But no, like, yeah, it's just, it's. I'm, I'm sure over the next episodes, we're going to, John and I are going to be able to live vicariously through. Yeah your experiences and, and we'll probably think of questions. Cause it's like, for, so now I can ask you, it's like, right. well, what's this like? Because yeah. before you asked me and yeah. I'm like, Oh no, it's this. Well, uh, I, I want to go. So, so back. Okay. So you guys were at the point you decided, Hey, we're going to yep. go with this birthing center. Right. So and I, I will say, just so you know that I was totally against the idea of a birthing center at first and the whole, um, through the whole time, like we toured it and we talked to them and, and we talked about it more and the more we visited with them and then also went to our OB appointments, I'm like, no, I just, I feel, and we had these full conversations, Amanda and I did, but I was like, I feel that this is where we need to be. And we came to that same conclusion. So it was like, I didn't immediately go, yeah, this is where I want to be. I was very like, no, I'm pro hospital. And then my journey kind of took me to that. So I just so, wanted to put that out there. Yeah. So I, I want to know once it's go time mm -hmm. and you guys head to the birthing center, mm -hmm. I, what was the process like <laughs> for you at the birthing center? So that's a funny, very funny story. So um, my son was born super quick. So um, only just stated for three weeks. Right. <laughs> No, no, I'm just kidding. Like that's not what he meant. It's that's like a face hugger. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. No, but... Uh, oh. Not a chest burster. It's a belly burster. Oh. But... Um, or really? No. No. Um, so... So... <laughs> oh, my God. So... <laughs> so, the... Uh, um, oh, wow. So, the, the morning that he was born, Sylvie wakes up at... I still like I will vividly remember this for a very long time. Sylvie woke up at um, 4.45 and it, it's too early. I have a rule that if it's before 6 o'clock, she has to go back to bed regardless because when she was little, she was like, no, I want to get up now. And it's like, no, I feel like 6 o'clock is like fine. Usually like I'm getting ready for work. It's fine if she's up and I'm getting ready. It's whatever. But before 6 o'clock, it's an ungodly hour. You don't need to be up right now. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? Mommy and daddy need that other hour 15, <laughs> Sylvia. Right? So I put her back to bed and she went down pretty quickly and I come back in and Amanda's sitting up in bed and um, and I'm thinking like, I'll get ready for work. And she's sitting up in bed and I'm like, what? And she's like, my my belly just jumped. And I went, uh, okay, like what? And she's like, no, like this is weird. I think my water's about to break. And I'm like, what? And with Sylvie, her water didn't break. We were induced. It was the hospital. Like, that didn't happen. And typically, water breaking does not, it doesn't always happen. Usually doesn't. And it doesn't always indicate, like, the baby's going to be born soon. But she was like, I think my water's breaking. And so she, like, you know, she went to the bathroom and was like, whoop, my water's about to break. And then, sure enough, it broke. And then, so her water broke. And I went, okay, we need to call. So we have um, one of her cousins is, is a doula, which is just like a birth coach. It's another person you have to kind of help you 
and it's really helpful if you're going to be at a birthing center because they help get all of your bags and all your stuff that you need to take with you and they help kind of keep you in zen mode so I call. I was like, I want to call her. I want to call our midwife to let her know what's going on, and I want to call my sister-in-law so she can come over and watch Sylvie because we had planned all that out. And Amanda was like, No, I don't want to do that yet, just because my water broke. You know, the stats are like, just because your water breaks doesn't mean the baby is coming anytime soon. Could still be a long period. And then plus, we had had an appointment with our midwife the day before, who had said I was up from 2 a.m. on with a very long birth, so I'm exhausted. And Amanda was like, I don't want my birth team to be exhausted when we're trying to deliver the baby. So it was a little bit of a selfish reason for us, but, but still she was like, no, I don't want to call anybody. And then from five o'clock when the water broke to five ten, contractions were intense. So there's three stages of labor. There's early labor, which are like contractions are like, you know, five, 10 minutes apart. You can still talk through the contractions. You've got some downtime in between There's transition, which is like they're two, they're three to one minute apart and they're very intense. They're so intense. You can't move or talk or anything in them. And then there's the pushing stage where, you Where the birth up. canal is fully yeah. the size of a watermelon. Yes, by there you that. go. So, no, no. <laughs> but, that's, that's what I think. Anyway. Right. So between 5 and 5.10. Never having gone through right. it, I just assume. She jumped straight to tra- If you had <laughs> to compare it to a fruit, would it be a watermelon? That's what the, that's what the movie's telling me. Look who's talking. You don't try to push something the size of a watermelon on something the size of a lemon. There you go. I mean, there I, there's a there. finger down there. How do I get that in my mouth? So that is a callback. <laughs> To any dads that are our age, if you haven't seen Look Who's Talking, things to check out. I haven't seen it, so that movie's not Eh, good. Yeah, it's not great. (laughs) That was during John Travolta's dark period. Was it John Travolta? Yeah, he was like the the boyfriend and the eventual dad. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking Bruce Willis was the voice of the baby. He was. Yep. So would you say Look Who's (laughs) Talking or Die Hard was a better movie? Well, or the kid, or the kid. Disney's the kid. Yes. Yep. Disney's the kid. Poor Bruce Willis. We, digre- we digress. Yeah. That's my fault. Um, that's on me. No, it's okay. But um, Good thing we're not counting. Right. <laughs> but but she jumped straight to transition and was like, okay, you got to call everybody. So I did. I call everybody. And <laughs> it's just funny because I called midwife and um, doula. And they were both like, I told them. They were like, perfect Zen mode. They were like, got it. Do this. Midwife was like, I'll get ready. Doula's like, I'm on my way. I call my sister-in-law and I call her last and I hear the phone being knocked off. <laughs> like the side table. And then I hear lots of rustling, like trying to get the phone and like, and then like all this stuff. And all of a sudden I hear a frantic voice go labor. Like, <laughs> like just, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I'm on my way. And like, <laughs> it's like, I call in the middle of the night, get one of two ways. Yeah. Either there's life coming or life going. Yeah. But it's uh, it just cracked me up because <laughs> labor. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. They were both like, Joe, what's going on? Is everything okay? And I'm like, this happened. They're like, all right, okay. But so anyways. The pros are pros for a reason. So Dooley gets here. We immediately are like, we got to go. Midwife is like, I'm on my way to the birth center. And we actually beat our midwife to the birthing center. And so we, Amanda had two really hard contractions while we're in the parking lot waiting. (laughs) So that was awesome. I was like, are we going to have the kid right here? What's going on? Paging Dr. Joe. Because those contractions went from three minutes to two minutes to one minute super quickly. And it was like, this is going to happen. So we got to the birthing center like 7.20. And then the baby was born by 8.15, 8.17. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it was super quick. And got in and he was actually born in the, they have a big birthing tub there. So he's a water birth. And mm-hmm. that was actually a really cool experience. Um, you know, um, if it, you haven't seen one, they're, I mean, the internet's a wonderful thing. It's, right. it's 
That's interesting. Ugh. It is, but the, here's the thing. That's, <laughs> it's like, that's it's not, like that a, wouldn't be on my list of reasons as to why the internet's so wonderful. It's, a, it's like a Jaws movie, man. No, but this is this is what's really cool about but, uh, it. Is no, no shut up. <laughs> but, um, this is a musical episode. Apparently, no. Wow. What's cool about it is that because babies have the umbilical cord and they're attached to the placenta, if they're because they're in like you know the amniotic fluid and all this stuff inside. And then if they come out and they're in water, it's like nothing's changed for them and their lungs don't activate until they, they like they get air. So if they're underwater, they're still breathing through the umbilical cord. And so there's like not a, there's not a risk of them drowning. Like you still want to bring them up, but it's like a lot of people for the longest time I read a book and it's like, people thought like you could labor in the tub, but then you had to get out to actually birth the kid. And they found out, no, you can birth the kid in the tub and then bring them up. But if they've like touched air at all, they can't go back under obviously because now they're using their lungs, not the umbilical cord. Right. It's really fascinating stuff, but he just like, he was born and then he came up and like, he just was very peaceful. And I had to like pinch him a little bit to get him to cry. So we're like, is everything okay? And he was, and he was, he was perfect. And it was really interesting that like, I don't know the whole process. It was like amazing and it was Zen and we were there and we're all around the tub. And we originally had this idea that like we wanted our daughter Sylvie to be present for the birth because we'd seen like siblings that are there and see they have a real good bond. And then my sister-in-law was bringing her and then like my son was almost born and Amanda went, I don't want Sylvie in here right now because we had a good like Zen mode and you know, you don't want a toddler running in. And so I text my sister-in-law, I'm like, just take her to a park nearby. And they were about to walk in. They were like, okay. <laughs> and so, but it was fine. And as soon as he was born, Amanda's like, I want Sylvie here. And so he came and she loves him so much. Like she hasn't had any feelings of jealousy or anything. She adores him. She wants to help out with him. She holds him. That's awesome. She calls him Bennett baby. So we've called him <laughs> that. She's like, where's my Bennett baby? And if there's any, sometimes there's like, she's a little irritated that we're not paying attention to her, but it's always directed at us, not to him. She oh, doesn't see him that's as the good. object of, you know, taking attention away. It's always just we're not paying full attention to her. And and so we worked really hard. And, and that can change. That can yeah. always change. Yeah, but sure, for right sure. now, it was really cool. It was a real positive experience. And the coolest thing about the birthing center, you're there. You have the birth. They have like an herbal bath for mom and baby to kind of bond and relax. And you have skin to skin as a dad. And then... Four hours later, we were back at home in our bed. Oh, wow. That's crazy, man. And and it was like, it was a weird feeling, but it was good because you felt, I don't know, it was just like, it was very peaceful. All of it was peaceful. There was nobody frantically running around with like BP monitors. It was just like zen. That's the only way I can describe it. Maybe that's new age for some people. Maybe that's too far out there, but. You don't have to worry about someone walking out with your baby from the thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say, though, like, I, I've taken, woken up in the middle of the night and taken a dump and haven't gotten back to my bed within four hours. So that's pretty <laughs> impressive, you know? Well, but the whole thing was cool, and it's just, it's neat to be a dad again. No, that's that is really cool, cool man. One, th- one other thing, because uh, I, like Galan said, we'll, we'll, I'm, I know we're going we'll to revisit. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your experiences uh, in the the days and weeks to come, but um, and probably for the rest of <laughs> Detox Podcast. But uh, I did want to ask you about an issue. He was born with a very common issue that I hadn't sure. heard of, and I was wondering if you could just walk us through that and, and what yeah. it was like to get that taken care of. Yeah. So he had um, a tongue tie and a lip tie. And Which what, is, yeah, what, is, what that means, so I actually have a tongue tie. If you look. Oh, wow. You mean that tendon that's put that, mm-hmm. like, the, I, have, I guess I have one Do you have, have that too. there? Let me see. Yeah, but yours isn't that bad. Yours isn't as bad as mine. Do you have one? 
Uh, Let me see. I don't know. Open your mouth, John. No. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Why like, are I thought you guys that was staring I thought, in my mouth. I thought, I thought that was like a normal thing. Yeah. So, so did I. Huh. Um, but it's not. It's actually. It is just. So it. it so that's it, why I can't stick my tongue up my nose. Right. I got a big nose. Right. I totally. No. <laughs> but but the thing is, is like when you have a tongue and a lip tie, um, it's obviously genetic. So I had it. It was something we prepped for with Sylvie. Sylvie does not have it. She's fine. Um, but it not only can inhibit nursing if you're going to be breastfeeding, um, but it can also inhibit, depending on the severity of the tongue tie, it can also inhibit them being able to bottle feed if you choose to do that instead of breastfeeding. It can so, also inhibit them like speech-wise or eating food because food could get like trapped in like the pockets that are there. And so it could, it could be a whole host of problems. So it's essentially the tongue being extra connective tissue that keeps the tongue down yeah, like it's like when your mouth is closed, mm. does your tongue rest at the roof of your mouth? Mm. I, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about right, it. Right. I don't know what natural but is, but like probably. Average in the normal is, is that. But if you have that, if it's that bad, it can keep your tongue down. And that can cause like jaw mm. problems and can cause muscle problems. And it's all connected. I wonder if that's okay. why I have juice mouth. Uh, maybe. Oh. Like I get, juice I, I, mouth? That's what I call it. I get like a lot of extra Hashtag spit in my room or whatever. And so it's like I'm constantly having to like swallow like the the spit because I get a lot yeah. and it's it's uh, that's interesting. So I I was doing some reading and I, I wasn't totally being gross. It's like that's the only way I can think of to describe it. It's like I get a lot of spit in my mouth. Sure. Um. So uh, if you Wikipedia it or go go online, it's like apparently there's like three million diagnosed in a year. So it's not yeah. crazy common, but that's still right. a lot. And then is, yeah. there's um a lot of hospitals won't do, and I think you ran into this. They won't. Or a lot of insurances won't cover it. Yes. Because they're basically like, well, they can bottle feed. Right. But as you said, it's like if there's too severe of one, it even gets in the way of that. And and I'll, and I'll tell you an interesting story. This is what frustrates me. Like insurances call it cosmetic surgery because huh. in their idea, you can bottle feed. And if it, if the only problem is you just can't breastfeed, well, then you can bottle feed. But, but this my, thing can cause issues for the rest of their life? Yeah, it can't, it depending on the severity of it. Okay. So my mom did not breastfeed. She, um, cause she's a prude. No, <laughs> no, I'm just no, 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 no. She, she bottled. I'm just kidding. I'm no. sure she's a lovely woman. I'm she, just messing around. No, she, wow. she, she wanted to bottle feed us and I couldn't bottle feed. Oh, because of yours? Because I had a tongue tie that prevented me from being able. So the tongue tie prevents you from being able to a lot of babies get, if you're breastfeeding a deep latch, if you're bottle feeding, just being able to suck the milk or formula down in gulps. They're prim- primarily only able to do sips, so that means they're they're eating for longer periods of time with like less time in between. So like when Bennett was first born, he would feed for like 90 minutes at a time and still wouldn't be full because it was the equivalent of like sipping a drink as opposed to gulping it down. And so we were fortunate enough we got in um, to this wonderful doctor, um, and he got you know they 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 lasered the ties off. So how long does that take? Uh, like seconds. Wow. Yeah, it, we were in the room for it, um, and it, there's nothing worse than, like, you know, seeing that being done. But mm. the good thing is the earlier you get it done, the less, like, nerve endings are there. Mm. And so you have to do, like, stretches. So, like, he got it done, and then we also had to do exercises to, like, teach his tongue to, like, come out and, like, his mm. lip to flip up um, because he had already been used to, like, not having that. Wow, so you just literally pull it out a little bit? Well, so it's like, so I actually... Um, do a couple different exercises. One is like I take my finger and I do a deep exercise where I um, go down on the like down into the side of like I alternate and then I hold it for a minute. And so he like tries to push my finger out and he can't. And so then he like goes around my finger to get out of his mouth. Oh, nice. And that teaches his tongue like you because you can do this. anatomically he can do it now. But it's like 
he doesn't know. And so we have to Isn't teach him that crazy. And man. you have to do like really in almost invasive exercises because you don't want the scar tissue to build up right where the muscle was. So uh -huh. then it's almost worse. So you have to break up that scar tissue. So he's still able to do it. And he's much better now than he was then, but he still has a ways to go. You know, wow. it, it's it's a it's a really dark thought, and it's a whole other you know talk about uh, talking about ethics, morality, and everything. But it's you know before the, in the before the nineteen hundreds, and even part into the nineteen hundreds. I've done some reading on this today. Like the amount of kids that were euthanized, mm -hmm. um, you know, because of they were had you know genetic defects or whatever. Right. I wonder if you know, like in in those times, if they couldn't breastfeed, right? You know, if that was seen as a as as basically like a defect enough to like euthanize the kid, or yeah, or man, I wonder if the reality was it was just a life threatening thing. Yeah, so it's just like yeah, and, and, and so that that, that uh. that's crazy to think. And then I don't know that it's just interesting because like my mom said that she had one, which yep. might explain why. And and I didn't, you know, I, I I feel like I didn't have any problems. I don't think I had any problems breastfeeding, so mine must not right. be severe. But yeah, it's just interesting how common it is. And it's like when you have a kid that has no issues yep. at all, you know, and then you you. You're like, oh, and then you have it, and then for you especially, like one kid didn't, one kid did, and then yep. it's like, well, crap, that's a man. We looked out of that and everything. It's yeah, interesting though. It's it is. I mean, it, I mean, I'm thankful it is. It was such a minor thing. Yeah, it's, right. it's interesting that they have the procedure that just like in seconds, like boop. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's like so for the people that if you if you run into it, I would, in doing my reading, it's like some dental insurances will cover it. Um, yes, some because, will. Some will. Yes. Um, you know, some medical will like just because just because Joe's and therefore mine because we work for the same company. Right. You know, doesn't doesn't mean that yours wouldn't. Right. It might be something that you can push, but it's you know, it's just something to be aware of that it's like that happens. It's very common. Yep. Um, but it can get in the way of of your kid. Yep. You know, and, and, I, and it's just. And I I will I will say if you see it. Um, and it's identified right off the bat, you know, don't wait around instantly try and see what you can do if your insurance covers it or if you can get in because we lucked out the, the, we were told, you know, here's a list of doctors or dentists that are really good that you should call and get it done. But, you know, don't be surprised if you have to wait two to three months cause it can take a while. And if you're thinking about keep getting it fixed so your kid can be trained to use the right muscles, like waiting three months versus like three days is oh, huge. Yeah. yeah. So much happens. In that. And so we lucked out and they're like, we had a cancellation. We can get you in on Friday. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, we we're so fortunate or whatever day it was, maybe it's Tuesday, but I mean, that doesn't always happen. So I would say get on the ball with it and, and do everything you can because it's not, you know, like my, like my experience, my mom told me it's not, it's not just a, well, I'm not, I just won't nurse. It's like, it, they might not be able to bottle feed either. So right. you really need to look at getting that fixed. So, Right on. Right well, on. Well, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Joe, once again, congratulations to Thank you and your you. family. Thank that you. is awesome. And uh, I look forward to hearing more about your experience as a, being a double dad now. Yeah. Double dad? Hashtag double, double dad. Hashtag double it's dad. Like double bunch of them. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's probably that's that's a pizza place or uh, <laughs> double dipping or uh, I don't know or double. We gotta go. <laughs> All right, cool. So we will be right back with America's favorite segment: Ask the Dads.
All right, we are back with America's favorite segment, Ask the Dads. This is where I uh, throw a question out around the table to these dads and see how they answer it. And guys, for today's question, I'm going to start out by asking you an annoying question that I think we've touched on in past episodes uh, with Galan. I know we have. But I'm going to go ahead and ask you the annoying question, and then afterwards we can do some follow-up on on is that annoying and, and how often you get asked and is it are you tired of it. <laughs> Anyways, so here we go. Just to annoy you guys um, – Already there. Yeah, you're already yeah. there? Yeah, so yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, how many kids are you guys going to have? Well, I can tell you um, we're going to have one because... Just one. One and done. Yep. My wife. Um, you know, I think I, I don't think that we'd be opposed to it, but I think having Ellie where she's at, you know, from a communication, potty training, personality-wise, like, I think we've, we've kind of lucked out. And seeing, um, you know... Uh, when we're over and we get to experience Sylvie being two again, like, and, and it's like for as much as it's she can reminder. talk and it's just, it's, a it's birth control reminder. It, it, it is <laughs> in a way it's, it's very, it's very interesting to see another kid. that's like that, that's, that's developed well, that can communicate that is working on, you know, potty training and all that. And just be like, man, we've come so far from that. And, you know, and there's no guarantee that you're going to have a chill kid the second time, yeah. or you know, whatever. <laughs> that it's like, you know, you're Ellie playing the odds. Ellie, you're like, yeah, Ellie no. is like, it, it really like we couldn't ask for a better kid, and it's like the odds are we're going to get the like little shit kid that it just drives <laughs> us crazy. And God knows I don't have the patience for that. But ultimately, <laughs> it's it's my approach has always been it's Teresa's body. She's the one that has to carry a child for nine months. She's the one that has to deal with the hormones, the body changes, and then that goes beyond having the kid. Like when your body gets back to normal, I have the easy job. Give me thirty seconds, and my job's done. Thirty, come on. Uh, that's being generous. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and it's dads have the you know from from the the conception part. We have the super easy job. We get the like it's all fun for us. And so if she chooses that not, it's not my, it's not my place as her husband to be like, no, we're going to do this. It's like, no, that, that's, that's her body. If she chooses not to, then I'm perfectly okay with having Ellie and she's, she's more than I could have ever asked for. So one, it is, if, if, you know, if something were to happen, then, you know, we'd embrace it, but it's not going to happen. All right. Uh, Joe, how many kids are you going to have? We're yeah. going to field a baseball team. No. <laughs> that, that's awesome. No. Well, no. I mean, Amanda is young, so. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, I'll say we have two, and two's a good number, and we've got a good yin and yang, if you will. We've got a boy and a girl. We've got one of each, and we've got a, you know, we've got a Sylvie, and we've got a Bennett. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I never say never, but we're at a good place right now, so we'll kind of see. So, I, I honestly am not sure. I'll say maybe it might. This might be it. Oh, we we get asked, especially people that yeah. I want to li- listen say, like, listen to the show and, and know that Joe well, know Joe and then that we've talked to him and like oh yeah, this is this is happening. Um, I, not that that was very many people, but they're right. like oh, so when are you guys gonna have a second one? Yeah, exactly. See, I I feel like because I know how much of a beatdown it is for for people that are in no rush to have kids or couples or whatever. It's like right. when are you gonna have a baby? When are you guys gonna uh, have yeah, a baby? You, you guys say, have been married for so it, long. I'll tell, I, you, I'll tell you one thing. So I always feel like life is full of questions. So people are always like, when are you gonna graduate? When are you going to college? What are you gonna major in? And you get out, be like, when are you gonna get a job? What job? Why are you aren't gonna, you wearing pants? Oh, right. Stuff like that. That's when on. are you gonna shut the? F- Oh wait, that's right. oh we're, we're like, PG thirteen now. Like, right. When are you gonna find someone that you're dating? Yeah. You're like, when are you gonna get engaged? And you're engaged. When are you gonna yeah. get married? Okay, when are you gonna married? make an honest when woman out of whatever? Yeah. When are you right. gonna have a second kid? When are you gonna have a third kid? When are you gonna have a fourth kid? When are you gonna die? Yeah, when you're dead, and you're yeah. like, Shh, finally, I get silence. <laughs> then like, how long have you been dead? No, <laughs> no, but it's just, oh, it, I will say, 
now that we have a second kid, I f- would like to think the questions are going to taper off. Nope. But probably not. Be like, no, when are you going to make when are you going to make uh, Bennett a middle or Sylvia a middle child? No, that we Bennett. When are you going to make Bennett a middle child? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, maybe maybe that's why he's well, so chill. It's not, a, it's not an annoying this. question when it comes from the people that I care about, but mm-hmm. when it comes from people on the periphery, it, yeah. it gets really annoying. Yeah, I agree. Like I don't mind like I don't mind like you or Joe or my dad or my mom asking because they're they're not over asking. Right. But. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm going to start asking you guys every episode then. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I will right. murder you. <laughs> I believe that. Episode 15. You heard it here first. The murder. <laughs> so that was Ask the Dads. Let's move on to America's favorite segment, Dad Jokes. I heard that was Canada's favorite segment. I, it's Canada's it, think, second favorite. Oh. oh, yeah. I think our last poll said it was Canada's yeah, second favorite. Their first favorite is uh, Atlanta's Morissette or Nickelback Song the, of the Week. You t- yeah, but you didn't even have to acknowledge it. I was just going with Canadian bands. I could have gone with Avril Lavigne, just, but she didn't come to mind before Nickelback did. But now she's like there. The, the Justin Bieber update of the week. Oh, is he Canadian? I don't yes, know. Yes, he explains is. So much. He is Canadian. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, All right, hit him. Flip. Wait, no, whatever, man. I like one of his songs. All right, baby. Uh, no, is that the most recent one. There was just like no, a it's whatever the acoustic. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was not a bad song. All right, anyways, I can't believe I just admitted that on mic for ever. You heard it here first, everybody. Uh, it's, I mean, own it, dude. Actually, I like Avril Lavigne's entire first album, so whatever. No, I don't. No, I do okay. not like that. Hey, why did you have to go make things so complicated? All right. <laughs> My skater boy. <laughs> Gross. All right, so on to dad. Speaking of dad jokes. Right. You, you guys just we had, spit we out are, like 80 of them. Yeah, we already had one earlier in the episode. Okay, I only got one. All right, okay, okay, go for it. I'm right. going to go last. Okay, do you guys want to hear a construction joke? Go sure. for it. I'm still working on it. that's a good dad joke joke. my dad joke comes courtesy of the king of dad jokes um this week he shared this with me and told me to to tell you guys this i'm talking of course our former guest jonathan crow past guest uh and he uh told me this one which country has the fastest growing population i don't know what ireland because its capital is dublin (laughs) (laughs) that is good before i get to my dad joke you know uh, do you know that cats can jump higher than houses? Really? Are you sure? Yeah, I mean they have really strong high leg, hind legs, and houses can't jump. What? <laughs> no, that, that was good, but I feel you just unfortunately tripped over a little bit early. I did. Hit, hit us with it again. Did you know that cats can jump higher than houses? No, I didn't know that. Well, they have really strong hind legs, and houses can't jump. They can jump higher than houses because houses can't jump. Oh, that's that is the joke. That's the that joke. Is the joke. Oh, that's okay. the joke. I I like that joke a lot. Yeah, I no, like no. it. I was like, that's okay. I was like, am I missing something? Oh, that's you know, but he's not the first one to be like, what? Oh, like, okay, I, I think enough. it's just because it's like you're expecting like, and I was like, and houses can't jump. What? Oh, oh, they just can't jump. They can't, they can't jump. They at just all. can't jump. Like right. The same thing as elephants. Like they're also like white men. Jump. Well, I feel like all our jokes. cats can jump higher than white men. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, if you go based on the movie from the 90s with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes? Yes. Yes. I, mean, that was a title I don't movie. know, man. We've called, we've done callbacks to, like, too many terrible movies this episode. <laughs> that wasn't like, a terrible movie. We're not even movie. talking about awesome movies. Well, that's because... <laughs> that wasn't a terrible movie yet. It was. It was pretty I don't bad. remember being terrible. It was pretty bad. I was I went, a kid, I and I remember thinking... I watched it not too long ago. It wasn't so bad. You went back and watched it? <laughs> yeah. Every, every year or so, I like to pull out... <laughs> My white man can't jump I go on a a Wesley Snipes Uh, kick. Come on, it's a VHS. You got that? You got Demolition Man? You got Passenger Passenger 57? No, dude. Those are all bad. (laughs) No, I mean, they're bad for 90s movies. You know what? I'll give you Blade 2, and that is it. For for us. For Wesley Snipes. For Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Okay. We need to get him on the show so he can refute that. 
Nah, yeah, Actually, I think I'm, Wesley Snipes could beat my ass. So. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm was sure it, wasn't he in one of the up. recent un, un, The Expendables or something like that? Uh, probably. Yeah, Isn't know. everybody in that? Yeah, I think so. Pretty much. Anybody that w- was in a movie in the 80s or 90s is in that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I think all the jokes we shared today qualified as dad jokes, so uh, I feel pretty 100%. good about that segment. That's no, solid. Yeah, I feel good. Even if our listeners don't. So that brings us to our final America's Favorite segment this week, Things to Check Out. Now, this is a segment where we recommend things that we think that are cool that you should check out. They could be dad-related, but more often than not, it is not the things they are not. They, <laughs> it are not. It are. <laughs> Them so, be not good. I, yes. Wait, I actually have a couple of things here, so I'm going to start out. Start us out here. Firstly, right. there is a new Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi kind of. Um, it's not a trailer, but it's like a behind the scenes thing. That's all about Episode Eight, and so it's one of those. It, it got me super hyped up just seeing kind of the behind the scenes stuff and. You know, it shows all the different characters, and it has the actors and actresses talking about it and everything. And it's, it's really cool. You know, there were six months or less than six months out from the movie. We still know very, very little about it, and they can release something like this, and it just it, it builds the hype because they're they're showing us the world. They're showing us characters we haven't seen yet. There is a shot of Benicio del Toro Ooh, in it, the collector, but, cool. but there's no context for it. So I'm like, oh crap, I've seen that. And so now in my mind is like. Well, crap, is he Boba Fett? Is he Edger, or Ezra Bridger? Is he this? Is he a character? I don't know. And it's like, it just gets me more excited. Was he the collector and he walked under the wrong set? <laughs> Where yeah. am I? Yeah. Yeah. Disney. Is this some kind of weird Marvel Star Wars <laughs> crossover? Um, That's cool. Then oh. Indiana Jones shows up because they like Harrison Ford's like, I still need to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> in the flashback. Um, and then, so there's that one. So that was really, really cool. I think that just dropped yesterday or today. So it's uh, you can find it by, you know, if you go to YouTube and search it. But I'll, I'll find it, put a link in the uh, episode description. And then also, if you haven't seen it, I don't think I suggested this when we did the Elliot Sylvie episode. But uh, I did see uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, nice! And I saw that too. Yeah, that so good. that was that was really really. I think they I finally got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's more important. So you know, the Tobey Maguire got the Peter Parker right. You know, sort of. I mean, Tobey Maguire is a questionable casting choice, but he. I think he got the the Peter Parker right. Sure. The Amazing Spider-Man got. I mean, Andrew Garfield did an awesome job at like the sarcasm and witty Spider-Man. I think they sure. got Spider-Man right. This movie, Tom Holland. They get he gets Spider Man and Peter Parker. It's nice. really really cool, you know. Saying that Tom Holland is the complete Spider Man so far. Hashtag yes. complete Spider Man. And, and the <laughs> fact that he's you know there's I think there's he signed on for like six movies. Not well, like not who like six. Wouldn't? But I mean you know he's he's twenty. Like all the all the cast was was young. There are some changes with some of the characters. Uh, like Flash Thompson's not the stereotypical kind of like jock. big jock. You know, and there's some other characters I'm not going to, you know, ruin. I think they've kind of done a pretty good job with the trailers of ruining it. But it's a, you know, I have a friend that is a massive. Ma- he went oh, to the yeah. Spider, went went to the the movie premiere as Spider Man. Like kids were taking pictures and that is awesome and everything. And you know, and, you know, the mask he has a couple of them. He's gone to Comic Cons with that. You know, that get up. He loves Spider Man, and he he said he had a, he had a couple of, I can't use that word, the word I normally use. He has a couple of small complaints. Um. <laughs> I'm glad I actually thought about it. I'll, I'll I'll tell you the word off the, off the air, um, but it's it's just just to to pull back the curtain. It, he was going to say something racist. It's not racist. I'm it just sounds, kidding. I'm just kidding, man. It sounds like it is, but it's not. It's basically a small complaint. But he had a he had a couple of very minor complaints. But overall, he walked away very happy with the movie. And nice. it would be like if a Batman movie came out, and you're just like, dude, that they they got Batman. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's 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 that equivalent, and he was really happy with it. So, yeah, no, like, like how you felt about Ben Affleck, and uh, no, I'm just joking. No, I will say Ben Affleck did a fantastic job as Batman. He, actually, he did a fantastic job like of like jaded, bitter, like, angry, like, on the verge like he, of wanting to kill someone. Batman. He did a great job of broken down, old. Yeah, yeah, dark, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. wait for Justice League to see how he continues that character. I'm curious if he does, if he is able to pivot successfully. Then I yeah. think like he has a good foundation. He does, but it's like, can he only play that version of Batman? But because if so, know, I mean, that's still fine. Yeah, but it's fun. I mean, I will yeah. say, in, 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 in you but. may very well disagree with me. I actually liked Christian Bale. like in the first couple of movies. I liked his Bruce Wayne and Batman. Even you know, yeah, in spite him. of the, in spite yeah. of the voice. Which because it worked, it worked for me in that world. I liked the voice. I yeah. I thought the voice worked. F- yes, for, for him for that movie for that world. Yeah. I, I no complaints about. It. I th- I liked Christian yeah. Bale. So a lot. anyway, so the whole thing is now the the, 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 the yeah yeah. Kilmer is well, is my Batman forever. Wow, <laughs> that was the Clooney movie, though, like, wasn't it? No, no, no that, that, that was, was the Kilmer. Movie. Yes, nailed it. Bullseye. Speaking of callbacks to bad movies, Clooney was yeah, Clooney was Batman and Robin. Yeah, with okay. the bat nips, the bat hashtag nips. bat nips, hashtag um, bat nips. But it, so anyway, so my we're going crazy with those hashtags. Hashtags. I enjoyed it. The person that I know of that is super critical and, and is was hyped about it, enjoyed it, and you know it, it's still out. Obviously, it hadn't been out very long. It's probably going to be out for a while. It's probably going to make Marvel a billion. Well, actually, it's Sony. I think Sony's one pocketing all the cash. Sony's going to make a lot of money from it. Um, if you haven't seen it, go see Spider-Man Homecoming and um, shoot us an email at uh, detoxpodcast at gmail.com or galan at detoxpodcast yeah. and let me know that you disagree with me. <laughs> please please or, do. Or, you know, fluff my ego a little bit because after, John, after the, John's picking on me this episode, I need it. I know. I'm sorry, that's man. That's okay. Don't it's apologize. Okay. We don't apologize in this podcast. Remember, that's what you told me. That is true. With like our, our 15 restarts. <laughs> well, I'm not apologizing to the audience, just to no, you as my I apologize. I'm a super uh, audience apologizer. All right. All right. You, so next, I hand off the baton in this 100-meter dash for um, I'll, Usain Bolt. I'll go next. Okay. I, uh, this is also for a movie I saw, um, Edgar Wright's new movie, uh, Baby Driver. If you guys oh, have, I heard it. It was yeah, really I've good. i heard really good things about that. Yeah, it was actually it was a really fun action movie. And it, I, I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed his movies, um, but uh, this movie, seeing him sort of do this genre, um, this action kind of heist movie genre, was I, I wouldn't even really call it a heist movie, but this this sort of crime action movie, it it uh, oh man, I don't know. There's kind of like a hint of like Tarantino greatness okay. in this okay. that I was like, I was like, man, I hope he makes more movies like this. I'll be interested to see sort of like his how he how he I don't know his next choice, you know, because obviously all of the all the Cornetto trilogy movies or whatever were hilarious. I I loved them. This is to me it's a we get to see a different side of sort of his filmmaking that was really cool. I think it would have been cool if we had had a chance to see an Edgar Wright Ant Man because from from what I understand, like yeah, yeah he yeah he I was, was pumped about that and then and it didn't then, happen. Yeah, but Ant Man turned out to be That's an awesome right, movie. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, oh, I, I, I love it. Paul Rudd carried that movie. Oh yeah, I was not a big fan of it, but it's fine. It's, well, it, it's set up the Marvel Universe. you got to have a couple of missteps. All of us can't be right all the time. Yeah, as I tell Therese all the time. It's okay. I just mean us three. It, it's okay to wrong. Yeah, it's, no, a, it's okay kidding. to have an opinion. It's also okay to be wrong a little bit. I just exactly. wanted more Michael Douglas. That's all I wanted. Why? No, Why I'm not? Joking. I'm just joking. I'm just I mean, we're not talking like... War- like romancing the stone, Michael Douglas, or oh god, no, we're no. off on movie talk again. Uh, right. So, anyway, no, Joe, what do you got? All right, so I've got uh, <laughs> uh, I've got uh, two things actually. So the first thing, um, no, hey, shut up. <laughs> no, the first thing I've got. So there is, um, I have some friends. They do a web series uh, called uh, Big Sister. It's like a Big Brother spoof. 
Um, so if you're into those types of reality competition shows, you can check them out. So my friends, uh, Will Jardell, who was actually on America's Next Top Model, one of the cycles, and um, James Wallington, they're the co-creators. Um, he was on a CW reality show in 2013 called Captured, which was like a Hunger Games style type oh, show. Okay. Um, I only had one season, but he was on it. So they collaborated and they made this web series. And at first it was just kind of really more like a Big Brother spoof. The first season was kind of low budget, low quality, whatever. But they had so much fun with it, they've tried to make it better each year. And they have, uh, this is their fifth season that they've got out, just debuted a couple weeks ago um, under their YouTube channel, Reality Revamp TV. And it's Big Sister All-Stars. So they've had enough seasons that they've brought people back. And the production quality is actually really good for like a web series that they're yeah. doing with like their phones and like basic cameras. And the editing, they do a really good job. And it's getting to the point now where like, you know, they don't, they play for pride and like $100. So it's just like, you know, they're not really playing for like the 50, like, I don't know, whatever they get on Big Brother, $500,000 or whatever it is. But like these people are like, so they enter it like, ah, it's just a game, it's just a game. But then they play it over like a long weekend and they get, you know, fast and furious with the competitions. You start eliminating people and people start getting real serious about it. And then, and some of these people know each other and they get like real mad about, you know, well, you're my friend in real life. Like, so it's just kind of funny to watch. And, um, because I know them, um, you know, I watch it and I give feedback to them. And so I wanted to kind of give them a little bit of a shout out cause they've done a really good job. So you should go check that out. Um, the other thing I have as far as being a new dad that I wanted to bring up is, it's this brand Ar Arctic. They have these thirty ounce tumblers. Oh yeah, they're, they're it's like the the it keeps the hot drinks hot and the cold drinks cold. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but no no lie. If you're a new dad and you drink coffee, you know that you pour a cup of coffee, it's gonna be cold before you drink it because you're off dealing with yeah. diaper changes or calming a baby or in my case calming a baby and calming the toddler. You want this because I don't know how long keeps the cold drinks cold. I know it's a long time. It's like t up to like 24 hours. I think so. Crazy. I know it kept my hot, my coffee hot for between six and eight hours yep. because I poured it. I poured a whole pot in there um, and then I had to go take care of everything and I sealed it after I had like sugared it and everything and I had forgotten about it. And mm -hmm. I came back downstairs after everybody's down for a nap hours later. And, oh, I forgot to drink my coffee and I tasted it. It was just as hot as if I had it at that moment yeah so it was perfect so yeah. that is my thing to check out and i think we can put a link to that for yeah. amazon yeah yeah but you absolutely. have to have that as a new dad or a new parent in general i think yeah nice. and there's different sizes there's 30 ounce, oh, yeah, 20 yeah. ounce 10 ounce i think even walmart has a brand that's like a 40 ounce one because i have a couple of those yeah and yeah they're they are that's all we really drink out of now yeah. it's like when we have people over it's like oh hey here's a tumbler yeah because it just it keeps the keeps the ice in the water yeah those are it's awesome perfect man. yeah Right on. Well, thanks for sharing, guys. Yeah. Yep. And I don't mean just thanks to check out. I mean, thanks for sharing this wonderful experience of yet another Detox podcast episode. Oh, oh this is where we pat ourselves on the back. Uh, yeah, this is the self-aggrandizing glory moment. It is. It is. <laughs> and I mean, because... That's a, that's a big hole we can go down. You can. Yep. Like your butt. <laughs> I was thinking more of the glory. It's like, it's like in the office. <laughs> Shove it up your butt. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, oh, we're so horrible. Yeah, we're just dumb. at least the meat of the episode was us being decent individuals. And, and the amazing Pete Delkus yes, uh, conversation, yeah. I really appreciated him yeah, for that. Thanks so and much, that was, Pete. That yes. was fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he'll probably never hear that because as soon as we said, I don't know, we've talked about a lot of ridiculous stuff between then and now. Um, it's like guys, romancing the stone. I'm not listening to this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he tunes up. <laughs> Another terrible movie reference. Well, no, I was bringing it back to oh, what Alan gotcha. said. So. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> 
Anyways, you know, at the end of our episodes, guys, we have the tradition of voting on what we think should be the podcast uh, hashtag for this episode. Right and on. we have a long list. I think we went crazy because we got giddy because Joe's back in the yeah, saddle again. I'm so excited. Yeah, he's returned. So I'll just run through these and then we'll run around the table and see which one you think should be the winner. Um, so, Joe, in, in honor of you returning, we'll let you vote first. Okay. Um, hashtag dad joke. Hashtag dial-up meme, hashtag fudbud, <laughs> hashtag baby john, hashtag butt babies, hashtag twins or two babies, hashtag double dead, hashtag complete Spider-Man, and hashtag batnips. Oh, I want to go with hashtag batnips, but I think I'm going to go with hashtag double dad. All right, all right, go on. I, what I'm, do you like? I'm going to go fudbud, hashtag fudbud, <laughs> because that just sounds so wrong. Dang it, we have a three-way tie, because I have to go for hashtag twins or two babies, which made me laugh really hard. So <laughs> Let's do them. Let's do all, all right. three. That's all three. All right, we, so we we're triumphant of hashtags. Like, yeah, so like the contenders, we have a an overabundance of winners on the hashtag game for, for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate the feedback that we get. Uh, if you want to help us out, for free, you can go to iTunes and Five Star Rate Us and Review Us. Uh, that would really help us uh, become more visible. And, of course, always uh, spread the, the good detox word to the other dads that you know in your life. Um, what else, guys? Am I forgetting anything? You can like no. us on Facebook. Like, like us on Facebook. Um, Follow us on Twitter. Yep. Um, you can find all of that information. You can email us. You can you can submit Ask the Dads questions or your own dad jokes. We'd love to share them on the podcast, and you can do all of that at detoxpodcast.com. Detoxpodcast at detoxpodcast.com. Wait, what? Dot .org. <laughs> detoxpodcast.com, and that is detalkspodcast.com. You'll find all that information. Dan's talking about life, kids, and stuff, which is why we say it at the beginning. By we, I mean John. That's right. I'll cut That's that right. So, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will be back next time. Ooh, can we announce the, the guest that we're going to have yes, next time? Yes, yes. All right. Uh, we had the pleasure of uh, – does that sound weird? No, no. It, it was really like, cool. We, we had the really opportunity cool. to talk yeah. to the District 14 – Texas District Court – or Harvard. Shit. Da- uh, Dallas County Judge Eric Moyer, and I think he's the 14th Circuit di- District di- Judge. District 14. We Civil. are stupid. I'll call that out. You know what? I will tell you, he corrects me in the interview, or he doesn't correct me. He provides that information in the interview. So you'll you'll hear that. That's how unprofessional we are. The next episode, (laughs) we're going to have Dallas County Judge, or Dallas Judge, Eric District Court Judge for District 14. Okay, okay, okay. On the next next episode. Yeah, the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) We just fud-butted that. (laughs) I'm totally going to cut so much of that out, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember to cut. I will remember to cut that out. So on the next episode, yeah. So as John mentioned, like we can announce the next guest. We're gonna have da- uh, Dallas Judge. He's a Dallas District Court. <laughs> next episode, we're gonna have Dallas District Court. <laughs> okay. Next episode, we're gonna have Eric Moyer. He's a judge here in Dallas County. Next episode, no, we're but, going to have District Judge Eric Moyer. He's here in Dallas, and he's has grown children. He's really cool to talk to. <laughs> grown children. <laughs> can we just do next, that okay so guys can we go ahead and announce our next guest is yeah guest? Be, is yeah cool? we can all right so next episode we're gonna have dallas district court judge eric moye and uh it was really awesome talking to him he had a lot of great insights uh he does have he has a few adult children and it was really cool getting his perspective it was a really fun interview and we're we're really excited for you guys to hear it so make sure to uh tune back in in two weeks and until then remember hashtag twins or two babies 
Hashtag Double Dad. Hashtag Fudbud. Was yes. that the one? And of course, always hashtag Be a Better Dad. We'll see you guys next time. Shout out and special thanks to Justin and John for supporting the Detox Podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you.